Welcome to the Just Be Podcast. Today um, is one of those days where I, oh God, I don't even know where to begin what I'm going to say. I had so much to say. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't even know if we're going to use this part of it. But you know what? Hey, here we go. So you ever have those moments where <laughs> you feel like you have everything to say and yet nothing at all? Um, I just feel like there's just been so much movement and shift and transition in my life right now and not so much, um, not just like a physical shift and change, but emotional, mental, and none of it bad, you know, but I think it's just a lot and there's just all these moving parts and pieces. And so, um, yeah, so I don't know wherever, wherever you are in this moment, I don't know if you're you're driving, you're just laying on your couch, or I don't know, walking. Um, I hope you are doing well, and I hope you've had a good day. Um, my day's been interesting, not that you've asked, but in case you were curious, I've had a good day. It's Today's a holiday, so um, it's a Memorial Weekend, or Memorial Day, so to speak. So um, it's been a quiet day, but busy at the same time, and obviously here I am recording uh, this podcast. So anyway... I think something that has been on my mind a lot, um, especially more recently, was this idea of, um, you know, what what would you do if you weren't afraid? I think oftentimes we're asked that question in a different way, and you've probably heard it millions of times, and it's often phrased, if you had all the money in the world, or maybe if money wasn't an object, what would you do? What would be your dream job or your dream place to live or your dream life? But I think there's, you know, and, and not saying I'm in that place where I have all the money in the world and, you know, I can do whatever I want. Or maybe, you know, maybe that's you or maybe it's not you. But I think a better question and, you know, circling back to what I said a few moments ago is what would you do if you weren't afraid? Because I think at the core of all the decisions we make, when we have that moment of, should I do this or shouldn't I do this? Fear is often the big motivator, right? It's, do we freeze? Do we fight or do we flee, you know? And I would say most of my life, I've made a lot of decisions out of fear under the guise of practicality. Well, I'm just being practical, you know? I'm just, I'm making a smart choice. But if I was honest, I was really afraid. I was afraid what would I fail? I was afraid what my family or friends would think. And more importantly, I was afraid what I would think. The judgment we have for ourselves is far more vicious than anyone else's judgment. You know, I think if we were, we thought about it, if people were to treat us the way we treat ourselves, we'd probably be dead or we don't have, like literally have no friends. Um, because we just wouldn't want to be treated that way. But yet, we spend the most time with ourselves and we talk to ourselves more than anyone else ever will. And yet, we're not kind to ourselves. I don't know, just take a moment and process that because I think I process it all the time. It's, it's this idea that we can often give kindness and love and grace and understanding to strangers, to other people, to our loved ones, to friends, but to ourselves, it's so easy just to berate ourselves or beat ourselves down or sell ourselves short. And 
So, you know, just coming back to the idea, what would you do if you weren't afraid? And, you know, for me, if I wasn't afraid, I I guess, I mean, (laughs) light example, doing this podcast um, is one of those things. I think there's many things I would do if I wasn't afraid, but this podcast is, is something I've been wanting to do for about five years. Um, something that's just come up a lot of times. It wasn't necessarily my, my idea. Um, different people came up to me and said, Hey, I think you'd be great. You should do this. And I think the idea sounded nice, but I came up with all these reasons as to why, Oh, like, what would I talk about? It has to be planned and perfect. And, you know, I don't want to just, just do it because everyone's doing it because people think I should. And, oh, I have to have the pri- like the right logo or the right name or oh, the right recording equipment. You know, there's all these things, all these practical things. At least they were very practical in my head. But the truth is, it, I was afraid. I was afraid that I would invest my time and energy and ultimately my heart into this and people would think I'm stupid or, or that I was trying to be someone I'm not or come to the conclusion that I'm not as interesting as I was led to believe or that I thought I was. And, and maybe I'm not this person that everyone else sees and thinks and, and somehow I'm a fraud and me putting my voice out there for the world to hear would prove that. And so I, I, I had this list of, of practical reasons as to why I should never do this thing, never do this podcast. But they were all rooted in fear. And so that's one thing of my life, right? That I realized that I'm not doing this simply because I'm afraid. Afraid of what people will think. Afraid of what I would think. And I don't know, I came to this moment where I was like, I've always wanted to do this thing. And I have all these excuses or reasons as to why I shouldn't. But what happens if I just tried? What happens if I pretend not to be afraid and do that thing that I'm afraid of? And yet here we are on episode three. Um, you know, and so I ask you that. Where in your life have you created a list of practical reasons as to why something can't happen or why you can't do it or why you're not the right person for it? And reevaluate that list and ask yourself, does that list lead me back to fear? Fear of rejection, fear of the unknown, maybe even the fear of success. I don't often think that we're afraid to fail. I think we're afraid to get things right. I think we're afraid to succeed because then it goes against the lies we tell ourselves. And that lie, or the lies are often, that we're not good enough. So when we succeed and excel at something, we confront that lie and say, actually, I am enough. I am good enough. So where is that for you? Is it, is it that trip? Is it that vacation? Is it, you know, stepping into your creativity? Is it quitting that job? Is it taking that promotion or is it denying that promotion like what is it for you is it ending a relationship you know staying single stepping into a relationship is it starting a family where is it in your life that if you were to remove the fear you would do that thing or the many things 
And for me, honestly, I guess there's a lot of things <laughs> that I would do if I wasn't afraid, but I think one of them that popped in my, my mind, um, which I don't know, I guess this feels kind of vulnerable to share. Um, if I wasn't afraid, I would date. I would allow myself to go out in the dating world and accept the reality that I could be hurt, but also accept the reality that I could be loved. And I don't think it's the, the being hurt that scares me. I think it's the being loved that scares me. Because for someone to love me, it was a choice they made and a choice I have no control over. And so if they have the choice to love me, they also have the choice to not love me, to take it away. And I guess that scares me. Because I was recently kind of this place just meditating and processing life. And I had listened to um, a podcast by Mark Groves. And he was talking about, there's a question that he, he had posed and or someone posed to him after he, he ended a relationship. And the question was, when was the last time you let someone love you? And that stuck with me, not in the immediate moment that I processed that question, but it stuck with me through the week. And then it hit me. The last time I let someone love me, I was two years old. And I didn't realize that. I didn't realize that it was that long ago. I'm, I'm 30, or I'll be 31 in October, but... The last person I really let love me was my sister, and she passed away um, when I was two, or a little, a little bit after I was two. But she was, I think, the first person that deeply loved me, and I and I remember her. I remember stories. I remember events. I remember her her voice. I remember the way she felt. I remember just how I felt when she was around, and she was a uh, twenty one when she passed, and I was two, and. My mom would always say, you know, she treated you like you were hers. She loved you so much. And I remember feeling that. And I remember the last time I saw her, um, you know, the night that she died, you know, I remember begging her not to leave. She was going out to go to go see a friend and um, a friend needed, you know, to be consoled because that friend, um, her mother had passed away. And so my sister was leaving and I was crying and I was you know, saying, you know, Jenny, please don't go, please don't go stay. And she said, it's okay, I'll be back tomorrow. I'll, I'll bring you some candy, I promise. None of us knew that that promise wasn't one that she, she could keep. Um, she was tragically uh, shot and killed in a drive-by shooting. And that was the last, you know, time that she existed in, in my life. And, and I think what, what happened was that I had this person who just, just, you know, just engulfed me in this love so deeply, uh, you know, just, just be fully abandoned, just gave me everything she had. And then she, she, she was taken away, you know, she was killed. And then after that, a lot of tragedies kind of just happened in my family, other deaths, another sibling, and I went through some very traumatic um, things as a kid, you know, kind of back to back, um, just very some very deep, heavy things. And so I realized that as a two year old, 
I made a promise to myself that I wasn't going to let someone's love be taken away from me. And the only way to do that is never to let love in. And, you know, you might be saying, but how's that possible? You were two and and you're 30, you never let anyone love you? Like, really? And it's it's not that I didn't allow myself to experience love or, or to give it per se, but I never really let it in, never fully embraced it. There was always this uncertainty, this concern, this worry. Will it be taken away? Oh, maybe, maybe, maybe they'll get tired of me. Maybe it just won't work. And then I look back and I see that in my relationship with my parents, with my siblings, that I always kept them at a distance because I didn't want to be hurt again. I don't want someone to give me their love. I don't want to let it in and then have it taken away. And, and I say that because there was a fear that was rooted that I embraced and accepted and said I won't allow myself to be hurt again, right? It was a fear of being hurt, of having love taken away, and that motivated me for most of my life. And so going back, I guess, to where, 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 where we started of, if I, if I wasn't afraid, I would allow myself to date and to, you know, openly date and allow my, my heart to be, you know, kind of put on my sleeve and, and just take that risk. And I would say I'm closer to that than I've been. And not to say that I haven't dated, but there was always this, this kind of reservation I had. And, and maybe it was a good reservation. Um, but I don't know. I mean, if we're always holding back, then are we ever fully living? Ever fully being ourselves? Right? It's like going for a golf swing and stopping halfway or going to kick a ball and midway through you, you barely tap the ball, but you let all that force kind of just stop. Right? You never quite let it all go. And if you're always holding back, then you never fully reach the full power and capacity that is there. And so I think there, I don't know if there's a solution, right? Of like, okay, well, fear's gone. Never going to be afraid to do whatever. But, but I think the way to start to work through that is to ask yourself that question. What would I do if I wasn't afraid? And I think once you've found that thing, whether it's the job, the relationship, the adventure, the, the, the one-way plane ticket somewhere, whatever that is, once you find out what that thing is, you can work your way back. You're like, ha, huh, this is why. That fear that I let kind of set in there and kind of, you know, take root, you can start to trace back, well, where did that fear first begin? And it's scary. Trust me, it is not fun <laughs> going back and like, oh, yep, there's there's that thing that I let grow in my life. And, and now I got to dig it out. And oh, gosh, how many roots are going to be there? And some of those roots are stubborn, believe it or not. But here's the thing. It's worth it. Right? It's like a field, right? Or if someone buys a, buys a house and they have a backyard or you have to take out the weeds. And it's a lot of work if you've ever pulled weeds it's not fun, <laughs> but it's necessary. 
It's necessary because what does it do? It, it not only creates space for new things to grow, it actually overturns the dirt, right? Because when you're pulling, you know, the, the weeds out, the dirt, everything's shifting, everything's being moved, right? And that's necessary because movement creates space and space creates opportunity, for something new to be there, right? It's if you pull out a root, you can plant something in its place, something beautiful, you know, a, you know, a very lovely plant or a tree, whatever that may be. And so I would say in your life, where have you let just, you know, the roots of fear, you know, the weeds of fear just kind of grow? And are you ready to pull them out and create space and overturn the dirt to create a great environment for something beautiful to thrive. And that something beautiful is you. It's, it's your gifts, it's your talents, it's your, your uniqueness. It, it, it's, it's, just, it's that thing that you know is deep within you and you keep searching for it everywhere else and in everyone else. But it's you. But it's the weeds that just kind of clouded that, right? Kind of got in the way of you being able to see that that garden, that fertile ground that is you, still exists even if the weeds came. You don't just burn the field and say whatever. It's like, no, you, you take time, right? You have to take time to pull these weeds out. And if you think about it, that's an act of love. To make a sacrifice, to, 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 to sweat, <laughs> to maybe even have like aches and pains as you're toiling with the ground to pull these weeds out. But it's an act of love and you love that ground to remove what no longer serves it. What gets in the way of it being beautiful and perfect. You make that sacrifice to create space and then to plant and build something new. So I would just, you know, <laughs> ask you or challenge you or provide space for you to consider that in your life. Are you ready to take that time to love you well, to toil with that ground, that earth that is deep within you, to pull out the weeds of fear, to create space, to prep that ground for beautiful, magical things to grow. So what is that thing or what are those things that you would do if you weren't afraid? Thank you. Thank you for taking the time to listen to me, to be with me in this moment. Because there's a thousand other things you could be doing and you chose to take a moment to pause to take a breath, to sit, and simply just be. Have a beautiful day, night, sleep, <laughs> wherever you find yourself. Just take, take a moment, take a breath, and, and just know that you are seen, that you are heard, and that you are loved. And all in all, and overall, you are worth fighting for. Uh -huh.